everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. And we're really excited today. We are giving our last of our weekly recaps for the non-Hallmark Christmas movies, holiday movies this year. Uh, and I can't believe we're done. I can't believe that Christmas is almost here. I'm film critic Rachel Wagner and Michelle is here. Hey everyone. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Can you believe we're done? No, because I've got so much to still watch. <laughs> I've got all of homework. I think I've got maybe 10 homework um, all together with both channels. So I've got so much to watch. There's a few things that I just couldn't wait, like Haul uh-huh. Out the Holiday. I just couldn't wait to watch yeah. that because Lacey's my favourite. Uh-huh. The Holiday Sitter, I just couldn't wait. Yeah. Um, And I saw your review of the, the Hanukkah movie, so I'm probably going to skip all oh. the others and watch that one first. So um, yeah, so I've got so much homework to mo- to watch. I've got so much other stuff to sort of catch up on um, throughout the next, over the weekend. So, yeah, it feels like I'm so proud that we've actually managed to watch all of the Lifetime ones, though. Um, yes. I don't think I've ever done that. I've always <laughs> sort of dipped in and out and then sort of caught up in the end. But I don't think I've actually, like, watched all the way through it in order. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm, I actually, last year I missed the ones that were on Christmas week huh? Uh, because I was in Disneyland, <laughs> was done. But, <laughs> but yeah, so I didn't watch all technically all the lifetime movies last year. And so last year I watched 125 Christmas movies. And this year I actually, I think I'm going to end up once I add the up movies that I watch, I'll watch um, next week. I'll be just slightly over that. But I'm beginning to think that that's just the number that you can watch. <laughs> like, there's no <laughs> way to watch more. <laughs> I, I figured out the the limit. <laughs> Under 25 <laughs> is the most. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think there was a limit. <laughs> it just feels like there's so many. <laughs> there's, I mean, uh, there's a lot that I haven't watched. Uh, I mean, like I only watched uh, a few of the uh, Great American Family movies that were on Hulu or, you know, other places. Uh, so, you know, those I missed, um, you know, there's, there's others. <laughs> you I want to catch up on them probably tonight or watch the, the CBS ones, just, be, just to enjoy those ones. No, oh, um, you're in for a treat. Yeah. They're all, and, all, they're all good. Yeah. But so I've especially got all of... the six must love Christmas, uh, especially. Yeah. I'll watch that one first then. Oh, it was so good. I loved it. So uh, but yeah, y'all, the, the, if you want to hear my thoughts on the Ion Christmas Mysteries, uh, that's a separate episode with uh, Amber. And then uh, my friend Kaylee Scott, we are, we are breaking down the um, CBS movies too this week. So uh, not all the non-Hallmark are on this episode. So it's been very busy <laughs> this weekend, but I'm almost done. I only have two hallmark movies left to watch which i'll watch today because we're recapping them tomorrow and uh and yeah then we'll be done i'll be done <laughs> you're watching channels i've not even heard of <laughs> <laughs> it's like what's ion <laughs> yeah ion it, they they it's really interesting because they had done one mystery last year they usually did like four to five christmas movies and usually they're pretty low budget on this uh-huh. channel and but they did do snowmance so they'll always have my heart because i love the snowmance but but anyway and uh and the 
I, re- I enjoyed the Christmas Thief last year. I thought it was a lot of fun, very, you know, low budget, but, but fun. And, uh, and so they decided to lean into that this year and did four mystery. All, all of their movies were mysteries and they were really fun. I enjoyed them. Uh, so, and it's a fun recap because, you know, whenever I can get Amber on, it's always going to be a good time. Uh, but anyway, so those are all there, but let's dive in. Let's talk about these movies. Let's start with record-breaking record Christmas. Uh, this was on the 15th. Uh, Michelle Ar- Argus and Andrew Bichelle. For the World Record Bureau, Leah Hoffman is forced to travel to a small town just before Christmas to investigate its plans to break multiple holiday world records. While there, she falls for the town's doctor, Devin Bancroft. So overall, what do you think of this one? Um, I enjoyed this one. I thought it was okay. And I do think that they picked a good sort of trope for a good sort of storyline. I've never mm-hmm. seen anything like this before. Um. It's really hard to pick something that nobody else has done yet. So yeah. the fact that they have this sort of record-breaking thing and the and the sort of the people in charge of that in that office, that thought that was a really creative um, way to do it. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't think the chemistry was that great. That's sort of the thing that caught sort of it felt very mm-hmm. rushed um, mm-hmm. to me. Um, but I did love the dynamic between um, Michelle Argus and Danny Fo, um, her assistant, uh, trainee. I thought they had a really fun dynamic mm-hmm. and he was really fun throughout the movie. So I had fun with it. Um, let's see, I, I just don't think the chemistry really worked yeah. for me. Uh, yeah, I can see that. We had Mar- we had Michelle on the podcast. She's really fun. Uh, and uh, I think that Andrew Bruchel is a find though. They may not have had like the most amazing chemistry, but I think he's incredibly good looking and very charming, charismatic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, we're going to talk about him again in another movie uh, uh-huh. this week. And I was very impressed with him in both. And I think that they should definitely keep using him. He was really good, I thought. Yeah. There's so many people that it's like, they're so good and we never see them again. It's, I feel like it's happened a lot. And I'm mm-hmm. worried that we won't see some of these people that we've both you know, really enjoyed. Yeah. It's true. I do think, I do think they need some new people. <laughs> it's true i i think that people probably get picked up for a series or something like that so then they don't make christmas movies anymore but uh but yeah i thought that he was very very good uh so he was fine this movie it was actually written by wendy stewart who wrote well suited for christmas which is you know one of our favorites this season and well, i she's do one in this season yeah she's and and i in, actually interviewed her so that'll be coming up next week uh, it was a lot of fun, and uh, I think this was a clever idea for a movie. As you, sh- as you said, I think it's like something I never thought about, and uh, and uh, you know, cute, cute idea to all these different world records. <laughs> it feels like I don't know if you have it in, in the US, but in the UK, like we would always get the record-breaking annual. Um, that's something that is like a stocking gift. Oh, yeah. Somebody in, somebody in the family always got the, the world record annual. The Guinness Book Guinness book of World Records. Guinness Book of World Records. Somebody yeah. always got it. <laughs> Brother true. was always, he was so fed up. He had like five or six of them. And he was like, I, I don't want these anymore. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> I used to get the uh, Leonard Malton movie guy every year. That was the 
the big sighting <laughs> they had every reviews for like every movie even tv movie it was amazing the the old leonard malton tv guide i mean movie guide uh but but yeah i i i thought that they were pretty creative with some of these uh some of these records that they tried uh the kissing under the mistletoe it's <laughs> like oh the poor couple yeah you always get those ones the only time i've really seen uh, sort of in movies is when they do the sort of dance where it's like how long can we how long can people last which mm-hmm. is really dancing and they start collapsing i was expecting this couple to be the same yeah yeah well th- the only thing i guess i struggled with a little bit in the movie was that didn't really like that she was sort of shamed for just doing her job like if they didn't beat the record they didn't beat the record and like having a world record is really hard uh-huh. uh and, uh, and so she's i don't know I, that was the only thing that i was just kind of like if you didn't beat it she's not being like a scrooge she's just literally doing her job yeah, it was. It felt bad the amount of times that she was like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll go deliver the bad news." <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, so then they finally find one that they uh, that they can beat, where they're uh, lighting trees with bikes. Uh huh. Which I thought was creative. <laughs> they must have had fun, uh, kind of coming up with these uh-huh. records to break and something that they could they could film mm-hmm. yeah and i wonder if they're actual real records because there's some crazy things in those books <laughs> <laughs> yeah but there are yeah there really are some wild records uh but uh but yeah um i do agree the chemistry wasn't like amazing huh. but i was just so impressed with him i, I mm-hmm. thought he was really good so uh that helped a lot yeah mm-hmm. yeah i agree with that mm-hmm so I'd give this like a three point five. Um, yeah, I would give it a three point two five. Mm-hmm. Okay, then one that I saw that you you didn't you weren't able to find because you don't have VH1. Um, it's the new Divas Christmas Carol, and I didn't even know this was coming out until like a week or so ago. I mean, it definitely would have been high in my previews because I love the original Divas Christmas Carol. It is so fun and uh uh and so i i i was surprised uh when i saw this i was like oh okay um uh, and this stars shante melby vivica fox robin givens and uh, it's on vh1 and it's aphrodite was made famous back in the day for performing the timeless love song of the era the song that everyone plays at their weddings in every sappy commercial for diamonds or rings or puppies or soldiers coming home it made her a ton of money but aphrodite hates the song she she's now the meanest judge on pop the question but her life changes when brianna becomes the breakthrough contestant exuding love and purity when aphrodite reluctantly becomes her mentor she does everything possible to steer her away from love and love anthems. Due to Aphrodite's sour attitude, Aphrodite is visited by three spirits who take Aphrodite on a journey through love and Christmas past, present, and future to try and shake her out of her funk and let love back in. So you told me that you actually have not hadn't seen the original uh, Divas Christmas Girl. Is that right? 
I haven't seen the original and it seems like I could maybe access that but I tried so hard to find the VH1 <laughs> movies yeah if that's anybody such a knows, yeah if anybody knows how to access them from the UK please let me know yeah <laughs> because this cast is amazing mm-hmm. <laughs> yes and so if you still did you watch the original or you still haven't watched it I haven't watched it yeah okay well I'll definitely be curious uh, I think maybe in January it would be fun to do a uh, Michelle catches up with yeah Davis Christmas Carol and Holiday in handcuffs because you need to see both of us <laughs> <laughs> for sure They're yeah both. while we're waiting on while we're waiting on Heartland coming back we can <laughs> yes that's right I think that'll be a lot, that will be fun <laughs> but but I do love the original Vanessa Williams playing this like playing a diva and uh, it there's I won't spoil it for you but there's some real creative uh touches that they do uh for uh the various ghosts and and some other things and you know of course Vanessa Williams is like perfect for that kind of part you know mm-hmm. the, uh, and uh so <clears throat> It's definitely one that you know you definitely want to check out and i actually i thought that i mean yeah this cast for this new one is really good i have liked ashante in her christmas movies that she's done in the past um uh, she was in a lifetime movie um that was called a christmas winter song that uh, i really enjoyed in 2019 and she was also in a movie in 2021 called Honey Girls, uh, which was actually, I think, theatrically released. And then I forget which streamer it's on now, but it was cute. It was cute. She she does kind of know her lane of like pop stars, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> diva pop stars. She's kind of got that down. Although Christmas Winter Song, she, she I forget what her... Um, yeah she uh she in that one she uh she's not a pop star but she befriends an older man who's a uh was a jazz singer and uh they play music and bond and (laughs) so she's still kind of in her music lane but i think she has a like a warmth to her uh that i like and uh and I think she has a lot of potential. And so she was a good choice, I think, for this, uh, for this role. And uh, and then to have Mel B, to have Vivica Fox, Robin Givens, really fun uh, as your ghosts. And uh, and I, so I, I enjoyed this. I thought that it was a, a fun take on the Christmas Carol. Again, this, the, this year, everybody's thinking about Christmas Carol. <laughs> but but it, nothing was gonna be live up to how great i think the original is but i still thought that this was pretty well done mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but i think that actually they would probably love her as the mean judge on the show mm-hmm. she wouldn't be like unpopular because of it <laughs> unfortunately i guess but yeah i would give this one like mm, i'd probably give it a four okay and well, that's I, have good. Say, I have to say vh1 
way better than the BET Plus movies. Both of the VH1 movies. I think maybe it's an example of them VH1 focusing on just like two or three films and then BET doing like 10 films. uh, You know, quality over quantity. (laughs) So we'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. Calling all Pride and Prejudice fans, Lizzie Shane, the award-winning author of the Pine Hollow series, has a brand new small town romance on the shelves. And this time it has a Jane Austen twist. In Pride and Puppies, a Jane Austen fan struggling to find her modern day Mr. Darcy decides to swear off men and adopt an adorable puppy, only to find herself catching feelings for her sweet, not at all Darcyist neighbor. Lizzie Shane's Pine Hollow series has been called an irresistible blend of heart, humor, and a whole lot of puppy love. Don't miss Pride and Puppies, available now wherever books are sold. To learn more, visit www.lizzieshane.com or use our affiliate link in the description. That's lizzieshane.com. About another Lifetime movie. It's a Christmas 2 treasure. Uh, this was on the 16th, and it's Taylor Frey, Caldine Massey, and it's after a sad death, six, six estranged friends come together for one final hometown holiday treasure hunt. As childhood memories are relived, sparks fly between Austin and his former best friend, Everett. So overall, what do you think of this one? Um, I was a little bit disappointed. Um, I, do, I did like the sort of group of friends. Um, and I do love a scavenger hunt, um, kind of like mystery type of story, especially kind of a little bit of a change, uh, with the Christmas movies. And I was really looking forward to seeing Mary Margaret Humes because I just grew up watching Dr. Um, uh, Dawson's Creek. So mm-hmm. I was excited to see that she was in a movie this year. Um, but overall it wasn't my favorite. I just think my expectations were really high. And especially with it being Jake Hilgren, mm-hmm. who, you know, he made Dashing in December, which is one of my favourites. Um, so, yeah, I was, I was just a little bit disappointed because the chemistry just wasn't quite there for me, um, mm-hmm. which is weird because I know it's like a, a real life couple. Um, and I really do like Kyle. Um, I'm not familiar with, with Taylor too much. I don't know if he's done too much acting. Um, but, yeah, I do think that the group of friends themselves really worked. Um and I definitely did enjoy it. I just think my expectations were a little bit too high. Yeah, I agree. Uh, for a lot of the same reasons, I, I, you know, I, Jake's great. He and uh, there were pieces in here that I liked. That I, I liked the whole concept, but the problem was is that they basically find the treasure like midway through the movie, and then it becomes a kind of a party planning movie for the rest of it, which was was weird. I thought. And, uh, and, you know, they're like planning this carnival, but I'm like, this would be the lamest carnival. Yeah, it was a really small carnival. <laughs> it was really small. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even want to go to this. Uh, I, but uh, yeah, it is weird when you have a real life couple that just doesn't have chemistry. Why do you think that happens? Uh, yeah, I, I no idea. I have no <laughs> idea. It's so strange. Yeah, well, um, it's t- I was trying to think. I'm trying to think of other real life couples that we've seen that that there's just been no chemistry. But I feel mm-hmm. like for the most part, I've been very lucky in the years that I've been watching these mm-hmm. movies that 
the chemistry has kind of always been there for me. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about another one even today on this episode. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it is interesting when you have that. I remember the, um, I can't think of the name, but the uh, Eric Winter one with, um, it was a summer one that he was on with his wife, Rosalind Sanchez, um, that Oh, they, they, it was just so flat you know you just think that it, you, you would think going into it that oh they're gonna have great chemistry obviously because they're already a couple like the work's done but I was talking to Anne about this and she brought up a good point that that the comfort level mm-hmm. that you have as a couple might kind of read as as just not that exciting you know, that there's something about people that have like just met and there's that initial chemistry that maybe is sort of more that feeds the shows more on screen. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. And also just being in front of a camera is just an extra layer of, and especially if one actor is more sort of used to that world mm-hmm. and you have a less experienced actor um i mean and sometimes it just takes time as well i mean if you look at kevin mcgarry and, and his what's his uh partner's name oh she was on Hope oh, Kayla. Calls. oh yeah Kayla. so yeah it, it took them a little bit like their last movie was so good i thought the chemistry between them was really great in their last movie mm-hmm. um the, the movie itself you know wasn't fantastic but i thought the chemistry between them was really good um and it took I them wish a they while had been together more though in that movie uh, yeah for sure Mm-hmm. but yeah no it's true i mean that's that's true with a lot of pairings even if they aren't real real life couples that it takes like a couple movies to kind of nail it yeah or uh, sometimes you get to, like with lacy and um oh gosh the name is just escaped me Brennan. um yeah yeah like i love them and the the the, the oh god what are they called the oh, oh my, my heart yeah, all my heart movies. Like even the ones that are sort of not as good as yeah. the first one. Like mm-hmm. the chemistry between them is so good. And then you go to like the coursework mysteries and it's just not happening. <laughs> so I think a lot of the times it does, you know, yeah, the actual project itself um, lends a lot to it as well. Yeah, I, mean, I feel like Lacey's kind of like Tyler in the way that she has pretty good chemistry with all of her co-stars, whether it's Will Kemp or Tyler or uh she has a bunch that she's done multiple movies i mean just this last she she was with um uh, yeah yeah so they were so good (laughs) yeah uh so she's 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 good at at figuring out that chemistry i think huh yeah yeah maybe it's just because she's lazy so she gets more prep time and more Mm -hmm. (laughs) more seeing what sort of happens i wish that that valentine's movie had been better because i do feel like her and andrew walker could have good chemistry it just mm-hmm. i was not a fan of not a fan of that one but uh but anyway yeah it's an interesting thing to see how so often these real life couples fall flat but, but yeah i mean i thought this was like okay but it was disappointing i wanted it to be better uh and i don't you agree that it was weird the setup that it kind of became this carnival movie yeah 
Midway yeah, through. now you're saying it. Yeah, especially because the carnival was kind of nothing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was like, literally I'm, just like that group of friends and their parents. <laughs> yeah, like I'm pretty sure that I could put on that carnival with like uh, this weekend. That was, with- that was a backyard <laughs> party. <laughs> yeah. It was a backyard get together with the carnival. Yeah. Yeah. And I do think that Austin came off as very unlikable. And, mm. and and that affected the chemistry, but just I don't know. There was something about him that felt sort of entitled, and uh-huh. he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah so. especially as Everett was sort of explaining his journey and how that's just so different to Austin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but I did I did really like um, the kind of the side romance uh, between Tipper and and Ricky. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really cute. He was. I don't know if it's it's like you said it's like the the year of the nerdy guy with glasses. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So I and it's a shame because Kyle Dean Massey is a great singer. So I, one of these movies needs to use his singing. Yeah. Actually. In- yeah. They they really have so many like between Hallmark and Lifetime they have so many talented musical theater people. It's mm-hmm. ridiculous that we don't have a musical yet. <laughs> yes. Yes, uh, but I give this one a three. Um, I'll go three point five, but yeah, I pretty much agree with mm-hmm. your take on it. Yeah. All right. Uh, so then we had as well on VH1, <clears throat> we had all I didn't want for Christmas. And this stars mm-hmm. Gabriel Sibide, Loretta Devine, Andrew Bouchelle again, and he was so good in this, so charming. Excuse me. And it's in a bid to make this Christmas not suck. Emily Harris drunkenly writes a letter to Santa. Fortunately and unfortunately, her wine-soaked wishes start to come true, but she doesn't remember most of what she wished for. So this movie was a big surprise. I didn't even know that it was coming out. And I do think that this is a really good choice for people that like if you have people in your life who don't normally like these you know certainly the romances Uh then this would be a good choice i think that they would like it Mm. and i thought it was really funny uh she is super snarky she's uh this is kind of your cynical you know sort of take on christmas and uh her and her mother played a letter divine uh have a lot of issues and uh you know she is a very unlikable character there's no question about that but i thought the jokes were funny enough that the that it made it uh entertaining you know it wasn't shrill or hostile or anything like that because it was i was laughing uh and uh andrew bruchelle is so good he's so dreamy in this and uh i just really enjoyed it i think that i mean this is definitely one of my favorites of the year uh, just with how funny I thought it was, and uh, every time some new new part of Christmas comes, uh, it, it, her wishes start to come to, to fruition, and she's just like, "Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> what is happening?" Uh, it was it was good. It was, it, and so yeah, I recommend it. I think that if you want something a little more subversive, a little bit funnier 
then this is a good choice. And I think it was probably also helped by the fact that it's at the end of the season. So we, we all kind of need that little bit of cynicism, I think, at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's a hidden gem, I would say, of the season. Yeah, I really want to see this now. I love Gabby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I like the fact that she got this dishy guy in this uh romance and and she's kind of cynical about it but uh but it's still her her journey included that that in and it was never like explained away that uh she she could have this dishy guy just like anybody else in these movies which was fun um and uh Laura divine she's always great and and uh i definitely bought that uh, they were mother daughter and Laura Devine is like obsessed with Christmas tree decorating. And she has this, uh, she has this wig, this silver wig that has like ornaments on the wig. <laughs> and, and it was so, so ridiculous. I heard somebody online saying like, Oh, that was a terrible wig. I'm like, it's supposed to be a terrible <laughs> wig. That's the joke. That was a uh, kill Mitchell. Oh yeah, he was good. He was good. He uh he plays the like the head of the Christmas letter division okay. that gets her letter. So oh, fun. Yeah. Uh so I would give this one a 4.25. It was nice. fun. It was really good. Okay. So let's talk about the holiday dating guide. And yeah. this was on the 17th. Maria Menounos, Brent Bailey, and this is directed by uh by um Brian Herslinger, uh, who I normally love. Uh, and it's dating coach and aspiring book author a- Abigail Slater is tasked by her publisher Jack to prove that her dating advice really works. With that, she decides to make a man fall for her by Christmas Eve in 12 days when she uh see when she meets michael her single-minded mission takes an unexpected turn so what did you think of this one uh, i was a little one sense that it sort of got into the concept of it i was like yeah this is just like a less good how you lose a guy in 10 days <laughs> um we just totally ripped that off yes um so yeah that was a little frustrating i will say i thought brent bailey was really good I've never seen him in anything before. Mm-hmm. And I thought towards the end of the film and he has to sort of deal with the emotion part. Like you don't really see like these guys cry or really like show big emotions in a vulnerable way. And I thought That's he did a, a really good job with that. Um, But yeah, as far as like the chemistry and the overall concept, it just wasn't my favorite. I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> I know. I really didn't like this one. I This might be my least favorite of the whole season i don't know i have to think <sighs> back of mary swissmas i just well first of all i i felt like the casting was completely off i mean this character just screamed like 22 20 yeah she's like living she's got this roommate that's like her gay bff and she uh, is just really 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 perky and just everything about her felt young to me uh-huh and Maria like Nunes is 44 years old she was way too old to play this part 
Yeah, I'm not familiar with her at all. She's not on TV here, so maybe that helped me a little bit that I don't have that like familiarity with her. And I also feel like I'm maybe a little blind to like the ages in these movies because it happens so often. <laughs> All of the stars are kind of like late thirties, early forties yeah. at this point. We well, don't they... have many new people, <laughs> like young people coming in. Yeah, well, and they really tried to make her seem younger with like the ponytail and just like the way that they had her behave. But I don't know. I just found her to be an incredibly annoying character. I just didn't. I didn't like her and so she wasn't funny and I don't know if she was trying to be Kate Hudson and how to lose a guy in 10 days but she was yeah I just thought insufferable (laughs) I'm sorry Maria I I really am I don't mean to be mean but I just didn't care for this character it wasn't for me I and then kind of what she does to try to kind of trick this guy because it wasn't funny and I wasn't into her character she was just it didn't work like I couldn't excuse her behavior because I wasn't laughing yeah it's interesting because that movie was obviously like early 2000s and stuff that was you know passable in the early 2000s just isn't it wouldn't work now Mm -hmm. um things have just changed so much so when you're sort of manipulating someone you you can't really cover that up with tinsel and christmas cheese <laughs> ho 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 we'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast it's the hallmarkies patreon do you love hallmarkies podcast especially at christmas do you enjoy the holiday previews recaps interviews and bonus episodes if the answer is yes please consider supporting the hallmarkies patreon we need your help to do what we do both during the christmas season and all year round But not only do you help a podcast led by strong, independent women by becoming a Patreon, you get to become a part of the Hallmarkies family. Starting at only $2 a month as a patron, you will have access to our Facebook Patreon group where we talk about the movies, shows, and more all year. We also have many monthly patron watch-alongs with guests like Lacey Chabert, Natalie Hall, Paul Campbell, Mary Lou Henner, and more, giving their behind-the-scenes details of their films. As a patron, you also have the chance to provide input into the podcast and even join us at different tiers. So this Christmas season, spread some cheer to the Hallmarkies Patreon and become a member today. You won't regret it. Go to patreon.com slash Hallmarkies to learn more. That's patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. As, as what as you are still manipulating someone. Yeah, like if I was laughing, then I would be willing to forgive quite a bit of uh because i mean a movie like all i didn't want for christmas is kind of mean-spirited i mean she's not a happy person but i was laughing uh and so i was you know enjoyed it but this i just yeah she's she's like manipulating him she's tricking him and just everything about her character i just felt like was really immature and I don't know. I just didn't like this one. It was not for me. <laughs> it was a chore to get through. I was just like, oh. Um, and I also felt like it felt really cheap to me. It felt, I mean, especially Brian Herzlinger, like he, I normally really enjoy his movies. And I don't know if they just didn't have the budget on here, but it felt really cheap. And Yeah, I will say, I think the budget has been a big theme of Lifetime this year. It just mm-hmm. doesn't feel like there's enough. There's 
as much money on the screen as we've seen before. Mm-hmm. Well, it's very like hit and miss. They definitely decided which projects they were going to, uh-huh. they were going to invest in. Cause you have something like, well, suit for Christmas or Andrew Dream's homecoming or, you know, things like that there that I think had some budget in them. And then, uh, and then this, I mean, maybe it comes down to the distributor. I, I mean, the, um, it, maybe it comes down to the origin studio that, you know, that they work, they're working with, maybe that makes a difference. But, yeah. uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I just found this one a chore. I did not like it. I felt bad for him throughout. There was no chemistry and, uh, and Maria Menounos, she isn't really an, an actress that much. She uh, does a lot of hosting. Uh, if you go to the movie theater, there's this whole thing called Nuvi, uh before the before the previews start. Like, so if you get there like a half hour early or something like that, there'll be Nuvi, and she is the host of Nuvi, and she used to be the host of After Buzz. And if you remember that on uh, yeah, yeah. YouTube, um, <clears throat> and so that's kind of how I her <coughs> more is for hosting. And uh, I think that she should go back to hosting. I'm sorry. I know I'm so mean, but I just did not like her performance. And I just found her character annoying. And uh, this one was just not for me. Oh, bro. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because I'm trying to think about Mary Swissmas, which was, I found the plot really annoying and just all stuck in this house. And any attempt to bring in Switzerland was super cringe. Mm-hmm. But I at least I think I if I had to pick I think I'd rather watch that one over again than this uh-huh. because I I like Jody better. Yeah. She's less annoying to me. <laughs> so, I mean, I think I would give this a 1. Okay. <laughs> I'll go I'll go 1.5. Okay. No, I'll go 1.75 <laughs> because I did really like him. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be willing to I'd look forward to seeing him in something else. But, but really, people making these movies, like, don't be afraid to cast, like, can you imagine if, like, Bailey Madison had been in this movie? Yeah. Like, somebody yeah. young, uh, mm-hmm. that she would have been a perfect fit for this part. She'd be a perfect, like, energy, and she would actually fit the character. Uh, and, uh, and so, someone like that, don't, don't be afraid. Yeah, or someone like um Kaylee who was in the, the movie with Holly Robinson Pete um like mm-hmm. in the friendship road trip movie like mm-hmm. yeah they hire these people and it's like what, hire them again <laughs> like hire the younger people I would yeah. love a, like what what what's sort of classed in and in, in books as new adult you know right. one of those types of stories yeah yeah I I agree I I agree I mean because Netflix has had success with younger rom-coms so why not Lifetime uh-huh. and Hallmark in diving into that. I mean, with to all the boys, Kissing Booth, uh, you know, a bunch of, they've had a bunch of uh, teen uh, or young adult rom-coms. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or Hallmarky in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies merch store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Hallmark Comics, and more. 
You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. Uh, I believe in Santa. Who goes for it? (laughs) (laughs) And this stars Christina Moore and John Ducey, real life couple. And it's on Netflix. After five happy months dating Tom, Lisa is horrified to learn that he's obsessed with her least favorite holiday, Christmas. As the big day approaches, Lisa begins to learn the true meaning of love and the holiday season. So, did you get to watch this one? Yes. Ah. <laughs> I should say, if children are listening, maybe stop here. Because <laughs> it's going to be really hard to talk about this movie and not talk about Santa. Uh, <laughs> so... Uh, we don't want to spoil any Santa for anybody, but, uh, but what did you think of it? Did I like it? No. <laughs> did I enjoy it? Yes. <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah. It was so funny. <laughs> like in an unintentional sort of mm-hmm. way. Um, I was just couldn't believe what I was watching half the time. <laughs> I was like, what, what is happening? I do think that this has that potential to be. Yeah uh a lot of people online were comparing it to the room and you know tommy was so and all that (laughs) yeah this is the 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 christmas movie version of like a cult classic (laughs) yeah i mean you're just watching you're like what what is happening here basically it's about this man who believes in santa claus Uh uh-huh like like really believes and i just couldn't believe that at the end of the movie they didn't have him actually being santa that was Uh that's the only thing that would make sense Uh in this story is for him to be like surprise i'm actually santa claus but no he just like believes he's he's (laughs) (laughs) yeah he's so strange in this movie like I've never seen this actor before, and I mean no disrespect, but yeah, it was sort of on a, a really unhinged like performance where I was like, I I can't take this guy seriously because yeah. you would think like if you were going to do this, if you were going to have a movie about a TV movie about a guy that believes in Santa, you would cast someone that's charming and endearing and sort of loved in a way that we all sort of the audience is already sort of in on the actor just because of who it is but the fact that this this guy that I've never seen before in anything again no disrespect I was just like I I, I, I don't know how I'm supposed to be taking this <laughs> yeah I mean it just the only way that makes sense is if he is Santa at the end uh-huh. you know it's like Miracle on 34th Street but like without the kind of payoff that he like is santa yeah the, the fact that he was so personally offended made no sense <laughs> like why, why do you care like it's not like you are santa or you know santa like <laughs> why are you so personally offended by the fact that your girlfriend is just like 
also <laughs> they kept acting like the his muslim friend that that uh-huh. was the same like believing in god is the same thing as believing in santa yeah uh-huh <laughs> yep not commenting on that but yeah <laughs> it's yeah, not the it, same it, i'm sorry <laughs> it's not the same and yeah i was just like laughing so much towards the end of the film or sort of the last i don't know like 50 minutes it was like they lost any budget that they had yeah it was all just terrible like cg background of just like the whole sort of um cardboard sleigh ride race oh it was so oh, cheap yeah. looking yeah, it was really... like it was made on a laptop <laughs> so bad yeah and and it was really a horror movie like i mean not even hallmark or horror just like flat out horror movie <laughs> yeah yeah like i say his performance was just so unhinged <laughs> that i was just like what like you look crazy <laughs> like, like she's made to feel bad for her skepticism and, and but she's like a hundred percent right every single person would feel the same way and behave the same way and he was so judgmental about the fact that you know she was with how she behaved with her daughter yeah it's like you've literally known this woman for five months i guess to kind of get away with it a little bit because that the actual dad isn't in the movie he's just sort of mentioned off screen but it's like this isn't your child it's not your wife you don't get to dictate how they live their lives (laughs) and whether or not they believe in santa (laughs) yeah it was i know that movies are hard to make and so i will say everybody should absolutely watch it (laughs) you have to like watch it (laughs) you have to watch I, it to believe it yeah <laughs> it's like it, it, i think it's doing very well probably for that very reason yeah but please have it i don't want it to do so well that we get believe in santa too please no and believe in santa too 100 no. no uh i i yeah i would give it a like ironically i'd give it yeah like a 3.5 but actually i'd give it I don't know, a point five. It was not for me. Really? I enjoyed this so much, so I don't know how you can rate it. Uh, <laughs> like a two point I'm gonna go in the middle, two point five, because I laughed so much and because Lifetime just wasn't really doing it for me this this week. Um, you know, I found things that I enjoyed in Lifetime, but you know they didn't really blow me away and this certainly didn't blow me away but i did laugh again from beginning to end so i'll give it a 2.5 <laughs> yeah <laughs> for maybe the it's, a, for the it's a yeah it's a good one to have here at the end because we kind of needed that. yeah <laughs> but yeah so. all right well then we had our last one we're talking about is wrapped in love and this uh, was on the 18th and stars Brittany Bristow and Olivia Renaud. And it's Ashley who has always been the Christmas queen in town, leading all the festive activities meets her match in Ben, the handsome new man in town who loves Christmas just as much as she does and begins to steal her thunder. And I feel like that's not a very good summary of the movie. I mean, it makes it, it's not the most like exciting movie in the world, but it makes it sound even more bland than it is. But like they don't even mention the department store or him being the the head of the department store's son coming in, like 
I don't know. I just feel like that's a weird description. Lifetime. <laughs> he doesn't love Christmas as much as she does. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, it, I don't know. Strange summary. But uh, but I do love both of these leads. And I, I think that that's the strength of this movie. I think that they had good chemistry. And when the banter is at its best, I think it's pretty entertaining. But the problem I had with the movie was it was just, it was very, very basic and you definitely could feel the budget at times. Uh, and so there were certain decisions, particularly the sound mix and the music that were distracting. Um, but overall I still I thought it was like, okay, but mm-hmm. I love both of these and I would love to see them together again. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I love Brittany. I love Oliver and, it's sort of crazy because Brittany is sort of a staple and Olivia has just sort of been mm-hmm. becoming that, you know, he's become one of our favourites and it is crazy that they've put them in this movie that just doesn't have, like you said, just doesn't have the budget. The music was so distracting, the background music and the sort of any time mm-hmm. there was like a bantering scene, you could barely hear the dialogue because there was like this quirky music behind it mm-hmm. and it was so annoying yeah um and the fact that it's sort of set around this department store where you basically see one room no customers and they sort of try to angle it to make it look like bigger than what it is but it's yeah. basically a room um so yeah the budget really let it down and i'm just surprised that they had they had this cast but they just didn't have the yeah like like you say the budget to sort of back up yeah, and whenever they were outside, there was lots of ambient noise, which is a sign of of a low budget. The sound mix just wasn't great. Uh-huh. And so, you know, that was a problem. And and it was just very basic. I mean, we've seen this a million mm-hmm. times. His his dad uh brings him in to come in to fix things up. She's like the old school employee who doesn't want to modernize and she resents him um and i mean and that can be entertaining uh i don't mind an old school uh project but uh the when you have the uh the weaknesses as far as the technicals and uh and there just wasn't anything like to make it spark yeah yeah i agree with that mm-hmm. um yeah it's just a really disappointing because like you say the cast is the cast is so good yeah yeah just sort of like you say when you use we see these tropes over and over again it's not so much the tropes it's what you do with them um and i feel like they just sort of copied a very sort of basic what people that don't actually watch these movies think a hallmark or a lifetime movie yeah um it's sort of a very old version of what what these movies used to be like you say, it's a bit of a throwback. <laughs> yeah, but but I hope that they will bring back this pairing into something better. And uh, yeah, Lifetime really, aside from record-breaking Christmas, I they it just wasn't a great weekend for Lifetime. I think they were running on fumes at this point. It didn't end strong. No, it didn't end strong. It didn't end strong. But uh, but yeah, so this was kind of a weird uh weird weekend definitely vh1 won the weekend uh y'all should definitely watch new divas christmas carol and all i didn't want for christmas they were both well done really funny well cast you you could you could feel the money in both of them 
uh, with everything. So I appreciated that. And, uh, and so there we go. We did it. We talked about all of the Christmas movies. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I think we're both kind of, if we're a little <laughs> low energy, I'm sorry. It's the end of the season. <laughs> yeah. And I'm really sick. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. but, but Michelle, where can people find you? Um, on Twitter at Michelle R. Benson. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. Check that out. And also make sure you're following the podcast, All Murky's Pod and All Murky's Podcast, except for on Facebook. Don't follow us there because we're still shut out of Facebook. Uh, we may never get it back, but <laughs> we're on all the other social medias. So take a look at that. And, uh, and then we also have our patron group and uh, merch store take a look at that and if you are listening on itunes please leave your ratings and reviews that really helps us a lot and if you are on youtube please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel we appreciate that so much and we're going to be coming back next week or and we're going to be coming back with our uh, non-hallmark favorites episode that we'll be doing and and then next year we've got the new season of heartland and all kinds of stuff there will be no uh shortage of things to cover <laughs> we've got the new show uh, the way i think it's called the way the new show from uh on hallmark uh and so we got that to talk about it'll be fun oh so good yes all right very good well let us know what you think of all these movies in the uh, comment section and or on twitter and uh merry christmas thanks so much michelle for doing this with me it's my pleasure i had so much fun yeah, so <laughs> now no, the hard part of coming up with a a top 10 begins. yeah <laughs> <laughs> it would be really hard all right everybody we'll talk to you all later have a great christmas merry christmas christmas